Cameron from uh, Family Ties. I'm not Family Ties from um, Growing Pains. Oh, okay. movies. The only one, the only one who really hit was Michael J. Fox, and that was almost solely because of Back to the Future. So when Willis comes along and makes the jump, and his first two movies not successful, uh, Sunset and um, and um, uh, uh, Blind Date. Um, they weren't that successful. Everybody was thinking he was going to drop. Then Die Hard comes as his third movie, enormous global success. And then he's off to the races so much so that when he got, when he was, he was thought so highly of by Hollywood producers, not Hollywood as you know, the, 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 the journalists and the, and the, and the, and the mavens walking around there, um, he got paid $5 million for Die Hard, which was at the time was the highest salary ever paid to an actor. The guy had been a TV star and had two bombs at the cineplexes. And there was a backlash against him that we saw through the research of this book. He was never given his due completely by the press and by the critics. We wanted to set that straight, not to, not to gloss over the bombs. Trust me, we talk about Bonfire of the Vanities, right? We talk about Hudson Hawk, and that was not the grandest. Those, those were not great movies. In fact, they were in many ways very bad movies that flopped, certainly flopped. But we wanted to, to, to sketch him out for what he brought to the screen. And he brought a lot to the screen. He, he excelled, not just as an action star, but as a dramatic actor in comedies, in you know neo-noir thrillers. Um, he, he did romance well. Um, so we, we discovered as we went through the research of this book that he, he had plied his craft and his trade in ways that he wasn't always given credit for. And we wrote the book with a mind toward making sure he get credit for what he, he has brought to screens and not just TV screens. I think it was interesting with, unlike Frank Sinatra, Bruce Willis always had, you could sit down and have a beer with him. You know, the, he could be, he was approachable. Right. He was, as I like to say, he was kind of one of these things that women could find attractive and men could say they really liked and, mm -hmm. you know, not feel funny about saying that. Like he was like, like I said, the guy you're going to watch football with on Sunday and have a beer and hang out with where Sinatra always gave the impression that somehow or another, he, yeah. his hype was truly who he was. So you're not going to sit down, you, you know, and, and slam back a beer with him. Um, you might have a jack with them and, th and throw the cut, you know, throw the glass at the wall, but right. it, it wasn't the same. So there was something about Bruce Willis, even if his movies were not the most commercially successful at any point in time, people were still going to go and see him because they liked Bruce Willis. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, yeah, please go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that was interesting. I'm um, even his, even his music career. Yes. And I use that term loosely. <laughs> people, yeah. people, people flock to hear him. Right. Yeah. There's something imminently likable about him, even when uh, and, and he took the failures in stride. He did not take the way the media kind of went after him. And when the paparazzi showed up, he didn't take that in stride. But uh, he was um, he was definitely not. I mean, my favorite Sinatra joke to, to, to show the kind of guy Sinatra was was. Shecky Green, the old uh, Borscht Belt comedian, said of, uh, of, of Sinatra one time, he had a joke. He said, Frank saved my life one time. I was getting beat up behind a casino uh, in, in Vegas and uh, by like four guys. And Frank walked up and said, okay, boys, he's had enough. 
which right that's the kind of you're not going to have a beer with frank you are going to have a beer with bruce and if you remember in the diehard chapter there is a connection between the two of them i can tell that story really fast if you so so i mentioned that when sinatra um uh got into playing cops more often the, one of the first ones was The Detective, which was a movie in 1968 based on a novel by a man named Roderick Thorpe. Um, pretty gritty uh, movie. Sinatra's performance, good. Um, he goes on, does other movies. Um, when it came time to, to, to create something for die, to, to create sort of an action movie, um, uh, they dug up another book that Roderick Thorpe had written called Nothing Lasts Forever was a sequel in, in a sense to the detective involving this detective as an older man. Um, uh, it got changed to die hard. The detect, the, the, the name of the detective was changed to John McClane, all the, but it was still technically a sequel to the detective. Guess what? Sinatra's contract from 1968. This is now 1987 when they're doing, you know, development of die hard almost 20 years later. Um, Sinatra's contract said if they ever made a sequel, right, involving the character, he had right of first refusal of the part. So, so as Warner Brothers is sitting down trying to trying to figure who's going to be the guy who's going to who's going to be John McClane, they were contractually obligated to offer it to Frank Sinatra, who was at that time like sixty, like seventy-two years old. Here's here was his response when he got asked. Love it. He said, "Nah, I'm too old and I'm too rich." <laughs> that's that's Frank. <laughs> so Frank Frank Sinatra could have played John McClane. He had to say no before they could finally get to Bruce Willis, which I think that's beautiful that, that it ties together two of the actors who I have um, such great affinity uh, for and now have been able to really get to know in ways that are beyond fandom, but in, in a true scholarly kind of um, uh, way in, in in doing these books. I think they're both cultural icons. I mean, again, Frank Sinatra did, he, he had that persona. He had these careers. He also did a lot of things that people forget about. I mean, he was instrumental in, in breaking the race barrier. Um, he was instrumental in, 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 I always like, I always admire the story of Sammy Davis where he could perform, but he couldn't, he couldn't eat right. there. And Frank's right. like, yeah, well, guess what? You know, and it, it takes someone who, who can use their stature to do something like that. And being an actor gives you that. Bruce Willis, he, what was kind of interesting about him going forward, and I look at his relationship with Demi Moore. Right. They get divorced. They don't trash each other. They don't do anything like that. They you know, move on, they, they behave as adults and you, it gives you, it does, it has to give you respect for him as a person and as an actor. Um, I, I really did find it's more so with the Bruce Willis book, reading that, learning things that I didn't know about him was really kind of interesting and, and, and kind of charming. And when, the, when you look at him now and, and you see him in his illness, there's a sympathy factor that I don't want to have. Mm -hmm for him um just because i my mom my mom had early onset dementia at 50 and had full-on alzheimer's mm. and we lived with it for 30 years and the last thing that they want to to be is to be you know have you feel sorry for them they still have a life and you right. want to give them the best life possible 
suit, but it, but it makes you look at him in a whole different perspective. And I, I liked that. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's very different than, you know, than bite the dog, um, these books, but they're informative and I, I enjoyed it. And, and not just as an actor or a writer or whatever, but just because getting to know the person behind a little bit better, we build up, we build up these, Mm, our own myths about people who we see all the time. And we right. think that, you know, that they're eating things with golden spoons. Like, okay. Frank Sinatra. And, you know, he, he <laughs> yeah. lived his myth. He, you know, right. he, his half of what you read about him is probably more than true, but you, you build up these, these things about these people and you forget that they're people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. And, and that was one of the things again, that, that we try to do in all of the books is is find the 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 how you know how did the films get made how did the actor get cast i mean one of the things in the sinatra book is how many times he came up against marlon brando it's one of the reasons he couldn't stand marlon brando when they did uh, guys and dolls together because every time sinatra wanted to roll brando ended up getting it um so there's there's that human side as well as that 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 through line, as you mentioned very very kindly, that there is there is a connection, and reading them chapter to chapter does help you understand um, sort of the arc of their life. There is an arc that we tried to get both an arc of their life and their experience and how they developed, but also an arc of the kind of roles they took and what that that meant uh, in in terms of what they were trying to accomplish in their careers. And I think at the end of the day. That's what we were able to to get in both the Sinatra books and, and the Willis book was a, a portrait of the artist, uh, not just the 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 actor or the singer uh, in the case of Sinatra, uh, singer and the 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 action star in the case of Willis. And I'm going to do this right now in front of all of all of your uh, uh, listeners and viewers. Um, you are not allowed to. I'm, I'm making this 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 thing. You're not allowed to buy this book. I'm going to send you a signed copy. Oh, thank you. So uh, you cannot buy the Connery to Craig, the James Bond film series. You heard it, listeners, viewers. <laughs> you know can't buy the book. You know what's cool about when I lived in Palm Springs, I went to the Bob Hope house yeah. where they filmed parts of the one of the um, Sinatra and that Lautner rock. It was like the big thing at the rock yeah. um, where she, he meets um, um, Pussy Galore, uh, Trina yes. Park. And Trina still lives in the desert. But the funniest thing was Dolores Hope at the time at that rock. It was her house and she could do anything she damn well pleased in her house. But she had that rock lined with Beanie Babies. Dolores <laughs> loved Beanie Babies. And we go in for a party, which one of the first times the house has been open during Modernism Week. And people are going, oh, my God, this is horrible. Like she's got Beanie Babies on the rock. I'm like, if you want to buy the house and do, I said, and I said something, I said, if she wants to paint a ink, that's her prerogative. Like, oh. and she, right. But it was, it was just funny. It's, it's, it's funny how the locations and actors and things all fit together. Yeah. And it, I, it's cool. I, I really enjoyed it. And we forget that our legend is their life, right? I mean, they, they, they don't owe us to keep pristine the rock. She can do whatever she wants with it. It's her life. Oh, the Beanie Babies. When when Dolores passed on, the Beanie Babies went to Eisenhower Hospital to the Bob Hope and Dolores Hope mm. wing. But it was just so funny to see. But but that, that, that's the other thing about these books that you wrote, that these people, we don't own their lives. 
Right. They they are there. They have a right to privacy. They have a right to their own life, and however they live that legend is up to them. I thought I thought both books were 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 very interesting to read. I did enjoy them. I'm really looking forward to um, Robert Redford. <laughs> yes, that'll be. Um, and again, he's retired, so right. He's the book's not going to become outdated the day after we publish it. So yeah, we 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 just. Um, Redford will come after we're in the, we're just starting Burt, Burt Reynolds now, which um, is, is interesting. Um, he, boy, are you going to cover, cover his playgirl centerfold? <laughs> no, it's, I mean, we cover, we, we talk about those things in, in introductions. Same thing when people ask, well, do you cover moonlighting in the book? Yeah. We talk about that's how Bruce Willis got uh, famous, but we don't, um, that won't be a chapter, but yeah, that that's in the introduction and things that put Bruce Willis on the map as well as Gunsmoke, uh, not Bruce Willis, sorry, Burt Reynolds, uh, as well as Gunsmoke put him on the map. But yeah, with Redford, that's going to be, um, that's going to be extremely interesting. I mean, there was nobody, right. He was, he was in terms of dramatic films, um, action, you know, in its own way, action films with Paul Newman, that was, uh, that he he was it in the seventies, so uh, we're looking forward to getting to that too. So as I, I said, fell, he I fell in love just, with him in the Twilight Zone when he played when he played uh, Death. I was yeah. like, and I'm like, and, and this is me always noticing things. The bracelet he always wore that. Most of the time you see him, he wears that ID bracelet, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm like, that it just it, that fascinated me. It was like Elizabeth Montgomery wore the heart necklace and bewitched until she got divorced from her husband. William Asher, and then she, he, they were still working together, but she stopped wearing the necklace. It's stupid little things like that fascinate me. I don't know why. No, that's that's uh, that's that's a very acute um, sense of, of of seeing everything that they want you to see. So that's good, or maybe but, they don't want you to see. Well, if they don't want you to see, but I think everything you wanted to see was it really in this book. And again, there are there are three to play with here. There's bite the dog, which I I really did enjoy. The Bond series, which I'm looking forward to reading. Frank Sinatra, which I did read and I really found it intriguing. And Bruce Willis. And as I read that, it was kind of a bittersweet book to read, but I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say other than this. This was, to me, a, just a great interview. I had a wonderful time. I yeah, hope I you did. did. I had um, a great time. Is there something we didn't talk about? No, we, I mean, we, we hit, uh, we hit about uh, everything. I mean, you got through all the books and you got, I got to tell what I consider to be the best stories about them. And some I even forgot. So well, and, I got to talk, and I got to talk about how I reconnected with my wife, which is awesome. So. Which is kind of cool. I, I met my half on Tinder. So there you go. Yep. <laughs> you never know. Nope. You never, you never do. <laughs> but I will say this leaves the door open to have you come back. I hope you will. Um, I, I really, is there a website where people can find the books or do we just go to Amazon? Yeah. Amazon's the best place to go. Um, uh, you can do a, a, a search. I mean, you can search them by the titles, which, or you can do a search by um, me by name and then list all the books that I've written on Amazon now. Although uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. And, and uh, you know, we'd be, thrilled honored if anybody you know heard anything here that makes them want to grab the book um i I'll, i'm forever grateful uh, to you angela for, for not just taking the time to interview me but i mean truly to be prepared i mean that's that's uh yeoman work to uh read uh 
three books in two weeks, uh, especially this behemoth here that uh, could, uh, if I didn't like it so much, it could be a doorstop. But uh, I really appreciate <laughs> I, that. I got to tell you, when you do the research, you learn so much about people and, and you and you discover things. And I never had a research assistant with the other show because I like to do it. And I interviewed one artist and I said, well, I heard that in the second grade, you played flutophone and you named this painting after your father. He started to cry. Mm. And I'm like, why? Why would you cry? And it was because somebody bothered to to find out more about them. And yeah. it goes back to what we said earlier, when you when you allow the person who's interviewed to be themselves, you get such a better, you get a much better, better interview. And I enjoyed every second of this. I, I, I truly did. I recommend the books. It's easy if you go to Amazon and you type in the name, you find all the books. Some of them are available for on Kindle. Amazon Prime gets them to you in a day, <laughs> thankfully. <Yep. laughs> and, and that's the way to go. But Gary, I, I appreciate the 30 minutes that we were going to start with, which has now gone over that by, by a lot. <laughs> I'm not good with numbers either. That's why I went to it's law school. And it still seems like only 30 minutes. So that is. I'm, uh, I'm happy. That is Thank something. you so very much. Um, again, and don't buy this book. I'm going to send you a copy. <laughs> so when we're, we're, when we're done here, you're, you're going to send me your address that I can send you one. Well, I want you people to buy this book, this book, this book, and really that book. Um, they were great reads. I'm looking forward to seeing what you and your par writing partner will do next. I'm really, I've really had a great time. And I thank you again for joining Colliding Worlds. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we collided. <laughs> I'm so am I. This has been great. Hey, everybody, this is just another adventure. We've got much more coming up. Stay with us. But Gary, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all of you out there, get out there and read a book, you know, try something different. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll talk to you all later. <laughs>